Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Hybrid Hangout podcast. Today we'll be doing an opponent report and having a pre-match chat ahead of Arsenal's next WSL game against Man United. The game kicks off at 5.30 at the Emirates and will be available on Sky or the FA Player internationally. Should Arsenal win this game, it gives them an amazing opportunity to be six points ahead of United in the table. And Arsenal are definitely entering a series of more challenging games this side of the international break. So this could be really important. And not to mention that Chelsea beat them. And in order to really win at the end, we need to make sure we're keeping points where they keep points. And then, of course, picking them up where they don't, considering how short the league is. On the topic of Manchester United's form, Mark Skinner's side enjoyed a really good start to the campaign, winning five games consecutively and also keeping five clean sheets however like I said they lost 3-1 to Chelsea at home which ended their run and also saw us in part go to the top of the table however the last time they lost two consecutive games was in February 2021 Looking at how this fixture has gone down in the past, Manchester United were actually the only team to take points away from us at home last season. This was through a 1-1 draw at Meadow Park. United initially led thanks to an Alessio Russo goal and then waited, if I remember correctly, about over an hour to rescue that point. It was a Blackstenius coming off the bench to score as the goal and Kate McCabe also got sent off in that game. The away leg, however, saw us victorious with a 2-0 victory from Viv and McCabe. Now, before we really consider the upcoming game, I think it's important to look at their last season. So, following United finishing fourth in their first campaign, but after being one point off third in the 20-21 season, Casey Stoney's last season in charge before her move to the US, specifically, there were five points off third last time round. And Champions League football has proved kind of elusive for the side, um, however it's a clear ambition for them, as they are what we would now call the top four. The squad, of course, already includes some really big names, so the dynamic duo of Ella Toon and Alessia Russo, as well as Lioness's keeper, Mary Earps. And then over the summer, they signed fellow Lioness Nikita Paris from Arsenal. She's a great player and she definitely proved herself at Man City. However, her time at Arsenal didn't work out that great, getting very limited minutes. Her playing style just wasn't really compatible with Idaval's plans and I think that kind of impacted her time there. So when the decision was made that she should leave, it was very mutual and she's obviously still very close with some of the Arsenal players and Idaval in his press conference today mentioned that he you know wishes her the best and things like that. However, I do think she will be slightly out to not necessarily prove a point, but you know, show herself in the best possible light to be like, you know, look what I can do. Man United also have up and coming youngster Maya Leticia, who was hugely impressive as a signing and one for the future. She's recently broke into the England side with many actually kind of surprised that she didn't do it a few breaks in camp sooner, but she has made it now and I think it'll be interesting to see if she's able to stay in that side. 
Although, while they signed some really interesting players and my United also definitely seemed to be really progressing in terms of off the pitch with, you know, appointments for executives, specifically for women's football, the sale of Jackie Gronin's to PSG was slightly surprising potentially to some as her but however her contract would expire the next summer so United were able to get a good fee instead of allowing her to leave for free but the midfield has definitely suffered since her leaving additionally there are also rumors I know there's always lots of rumors about Leon however this is kind of supported by some fairly trustworthy journalist sources and that appears to have had an impact in the way that Man United is viewed so by selling Ronan it's almost as if they appear to be a slightly selling club although Manchester United have denied this they are now suggesting that Leon are interested in Alessia Russo so that is definitely something to all keep our eyes on now something that I don't do very often is I want to talk about a game that did not involve Arsenal which is a bit rogue for me I know but I think it would be really important to look at the United Chelsea game because although we all play in rather different styles that game was the biggest test in terms of the big four so far in the league and can prove to be a huge litmus test especially for a side that like United who have always failed to get to that Champions League spot and then again looking at Chelsea because they had that obviously false start which isn't uncommon for them and obviously they have gone on to win the league when they've had that false start shall we say but um, the game itself was quite interesting so as I say last season United faced Chelsea three times Chelsea beat them on all occasions including a 6-1 and 3-1 victory in the first half, United were really quite solid and organised, which limited Chelsea to just one shot. So that was a really impressive start. But despite this, going into it as the informed team, United have regularly made mistakes in the big games against those big sides. But it all really went downhill very quickly. The first goal, for example, came from a loose pass from Millie Turner, who wasn't really under that much pressure. United then struggled against a fast-paced Chelsea who I think was emboldened by that goal and while Alessio Russo provided some hope in the closing stages United looked very uncomfortable and that defeat of course left them third leaving Arsenal as the only undefeated side in the WSL this season. Arguably this moment echoes United's seasons as well so a front looking in the season at the beginning and then dropping off just kind of gradually fading as the season comes to its end it happened under the previous manager Casey Stoney in 2020 as I've mentioned and what we then have developing here is this side that are too good for even kind of a middle of the table battle but unable to get into European football or prove this like long-term sustainable threat to the title so last season, they appeared to match City. They're obviously kind of main rivals, uh, both in terms of geography and table placement. And in the Conti Cup in the 21-22 season as well. So for a while last season, it seemed they might have got Champions League spot. It was probably the closest it looked like they'd come in quite a while, especially given City's bad start. But again, 
they just dropped off. And then absolutely, United seem to be building an impressive team that may soon challenge for the title, I think. I would not be surprised if they are genuine title contenders within the next five years. And you have to imagine that this is what Ella Toon sees as a bright future, given she just extended her contract to 2026, ahead of schedule, no less. And it's perhaps important for the sake of context that the side only joined the WSL in 2019. For me, in the Chelsea game especially, it was really clear that the team were really missing Oni Batalea. Um, although, because of her replacement, she kind of struggled and Lundell was forced to play on her less preferred side. And then in the past, relatively often, Manchester's offence had would have been generated from the flanks with Oni and Blundell pushing forward. This is then an even bigger issue when Toon is kept quiet through kind of like man-marking. And then realistically, the only option that kind of leaves the side with is to go with the long ball. And that's, to be honest, been quite a hit and miss in terms of outcomes. And this is quite interesting, especially when you compare it to Arsenal's Leah Williamson or Lottie Wibamoy, who are really able to progress the ball up the pitch in a number of different ways. A lot of attention has been paid to issues the game's linked to the manager in terms of poor tactics and player instruction as well. For me overall, I think the ones to look out for is the dynamic duo, like I said, of Alessia Russo and Ella Toon. I think Ella Toon especially plays a lot better when Alessia Russo is on the pitch. So I think if they both start, which obviously... I'm not 100% sure about Alessia Russo because she came back from injury, but she did play for Manchester United and she's obviously increased her minutes with England over the international break. So that could be an interesting thing. And obviously, as a whole, Manchester United know how much they're going to need to win this game. I think it could be a really tough battle ahead. Positively for Arsenal though, although we had quite a panic over the international break with injuries and players being unavailable due to personal and private reasons and I think lots of people being like shall I take my boots like I can come on the pitch Jonas looks like we might be okay as Jonas said in his press conference that Zinsberger, Lotte Bubamoy, Jordan Nobbs, Beth and Laura Weinrother are all available although Lena Herting is not and positively although not available for the game Leah Williamson has upped her training and is believed to be back just before Christmas. We are told as well that Rafa Souza is making really good progress with her recovery. And we can also expect that Viv is back. She's been in training after taking some time out, which I think can only have been a positive considering that she broke into kind of very high level women's football at, in her early teenage years. And she's not really stopped since, especially considering how successful her international career has been on top of the the WSL games, Champions League games. Similarly, Manchester United have no new injury concerns. As I said, Alessia Russo is back and increasing her minutes. Ona is likely to return after following concussion protocols and recovery. And Lucia Garcia is available, having missed the Chelsea defeat. However, they do have a player currently with an ACL injury who obviously isn't available in the long term. 
For our lineup, I think for sure we will see Leah Volti, Katie McCabe, Steph Catley, Lotte Ubermoy, Zinsberger in goal, and Mead and Ford to start up front somewhere. I also potentially think we'll see Jordan Nobbs and Frieda Marnham, but obviously now that Viv is back and well rested, it could be interesting to see if she comes on at some point in the game, if she started those types of questions. I'm really excited to see the team sheet. But overall, we can look forward to a 38,000 strong crowd at the Emirates. Tickets are still available, so you can get them fairly last minute. So if you want to come, obviously head to arsenal.com. Overall, my prediction is an Arsenal win. I just think we've got that momentum behind us at the minute. However, I as I said, it's definitely going to be the toughest game of our season so far. And I think if there were to be a draw first draw of the season it could be this game but you know they're gonna have the huge crowd behind them the event is there so fingers crossed of course we'll be doing the next episode which will be a post-match chat and i'm going to the game so i'll be posting content on twitter and tiktok thanks for listening everyone